Hello, my friends, and welcome back for another great episode of the Perkyavos podcast, where we live with the ethics of the Torah. If you have any questions or comments or would like to reach out, say hello, please feel free to send me an email at rabbishlomakomadek at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. This week, we're continuing with Perek Bey's Mishnah Dalit, chapter two. Mishnah number four. And the Mishnah reads as follows, that Rebbe Gamliel is continuing his teachings and he says, You shall make Hashem's will, God's will, as if, it, as if it's your own will. So that he will treat your will as if it were his will. Point number one. Point number two. Batel ritzayin cham ibnei ritzayinai. Nullify your will in the face of his will. Kidei she is vatel ritzayin acherim ibnei ritzayinecha. So that he will nullify the will of others in the face of your will. So we have two ideas that are being expressed in the Mishnah. Number one. Make your will into God's will. And number two, nullify your will to the will of Hashem. And there's different ideas which I want to bring out today in today's podcast from this Mishnah. And on a simple understanding of the Mishnah, it seems to be telling us, do what Hashem wants you to do. Make that what you want to do. And the flip side of it is, is that things that you want to do that don't match up to Hashem's will, get rid of it and not do it because Hashem's will is otherwise. But there's deeper understandings and deeper explanations for this Mishnah as well. And we're going to get into that a little bit today. So the first part of the Mishnah, make your will into Hashem's will. You know, if we think about it for a minute, what does that mean? Does that mean we should, you know, want to do Torah mitzvos? That should be our will. That's our will even before this Mishnah. We have to do that. It's it's obligated upon us to perform the mitzvos, to learn Torah to that's something which every Jew has. So what is the what is Rabbi Gamaliel teaching us here that's that we didn't know already? Right? So it can't be do the mitzvos because if that's what it means, we knew that. We knew it already. So it can't be that. So the commentaries give different answers as to what exactly the Mishnah is referring to. And the first one I want to explain is, is that we, we when we all do the things we want to do, what's our attitude? How do we do it? Do we have excitement for it? Are we happy when we do it? Do we enjoy what we're doing? Or is it hard for us, right? There's other things which might be hard for us. There's certain things that we don't enjoy doing. And those things, we might do them, but we don't really want to do it. We look to do it as quick as possible. We try to get them out of our mind, out of sight, out of our life. We don't want to deal with it, right? So there's different ways how we relate 
to the different things that we do in our lives, right? So on one side are the things which we can't stand doing. And sometimes that means we don't do them at all, or we do them, you know, we do it, we do a half job, we do them, you know, partially, or even if we do them, let's say where there are responsibilities that we have to, to do, we're not doing it hap- happily, right? When you, when you pay your taxes, are you doing it happily? I don't know if I know anybody who does it happily. We do it, we have to do it. We'll do it properly. We're not doing it with a zest. And there's other examples where we just do things, but we don't do it so properly. We just want to, you know, fluff our way through. And on the flip side of that, there are things which we love, things which we enjoy doing. And the way we do those things, it's totally the opposite of how we, you know, of of the things that we don't want to do. We're excited. We have joy. We're looking forward to it. We do it with a zeal. We do it with a bren in Yiddish, with a fire. We want to do it. And the one of the, the lessons of the Mishnah is that Rabbi Gamliel is telling us that when it comes to the service of Hashem, when it comes to the service of God, how do you do your service? When it comes to things that we are obligated towards Hashem, what's our attitude? Right? Because we know already that we're already obligated in the mitzvos. We already have this obligation. It's already before the mission. Like I mentioned to you, we already have that obligation. But the question is, is how are we going to face that responsibility, that obligation? Do we look at the mitzvos as 613 problems? Or, we do, or do we look at them as 613 opportunities? Do we look at Torah learning as a burden or do we look at it as a something which is, you know, enlightening? And, and that's what Regam Lila is trying to teach us here, that when it comes to our attitude in the service of Hashem, we should try to make our will like his will, right? To do it, that this is to have that proper attitude, to have that proper joy, to look at it the mitzvot is opportunities to elevate ourselves, opportunities to get close to Hashem, to do it with as that we really want to do it, to get to that point. And number one is, this is a very important lesson for us, for it helps us realize that we have the ability to get to that point where we're doing these mitzvot and doing, and, and doing our service of Hashem, service of God, on a level that we want to do it that we do it with excitement. And, and that's the, the lesson to tap into, that just like we get excited about other things, you know, for certain people can get excited about a, a new car that comes out or a vacation or a new type of food or everything, any, you know, the Eagles, whichever sports team you go for. So that's a lesson for us, how we could really transfer that to the spiritual part of our lives the spirituality and, and to uh, channel that happiness and joy into our service of Hashem. And I think, you know, this might seem a little bit daunting at first, but there's different ways that are brought down to help a person actually get to that place where, they, where they're doing it out of total love and total joy. And there's one concept, it's called fake it till you make it. You know, in, in the corporate world, sometimes you have people that can dress a certain way and present themselves as being something. Maybe you've experienced this, 
but really under the fancy suit or under the fancy dress, they're they're not they're not that person. They're faking it. And they're doing it because they know if they act a certain way, there's a there's a good chance that they might be able to get to the places they want to get to. You know, obviously this has limits when it comes to the corporate world, because we hope at a certain point, you know, you want people who are capable of, of doing big things in those big positions. But we see that there's such a thing that people can fake it till they make it. And Lahavdal, to make a little separation, when it comes to ourselves, when it comes to our spiritual lives, there's such a concept of faking it till you make it. Many times people will say that they don't feel like doing a certain, you know, observance, certain things because they don't feel like they're there. They don't think that they are that. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't see them themselves as such. And you're right, this this fake it till you make it does have limits to it. A person shouldn't do things which are totally, uh, you know, not where they're holding. But to a limited extent, a person's able to trick themselves into being a certain way and eventually becoming that person. Meaning to use this habit as a good thing. And we know that habit itself is a very powerful force. We all are we all are creatures of habit. We do things the same because we've been doing it like that for years and years and years. And sometimes there's a good reason for it and sometimes there's not. But we have the ability to harness the good part of habit to make good things part of us. Obviously there is a risk when you when you get into habit that things become as rote to a person and we can lose that feeling. But I'm talking about the initial stages of trying to to grow and to try to 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 do to accomplish, to do a mitzvah or to to maybe to to start observing something which we thought was a little bit out of our reach is if we sometimes just do it and slowly even if we don't think oh I don't know if I could do it and we just we go for it and when we do this we start faking it till we actually become that we fake it till we make it and we do it enough times it becomes part of us and when it comes part of us it becomes part of our habit and hopefully it could stay not in a in a bad way but we use it in a good way as well another benefit of the mishnah that that the, the outcome of this teaching of the mishnah is something very very important that we know the mishnah tells us that make our will like the will of hashem and there's uh there's a very deep lesson here when it comes to ourselves that rabbi gamliel is teaching us that when we, you know, things, we all, we can't control our lives. And every person has different challenges in life. And our job is to get through those challenges and to, you know, to, to overcome, to climb the mountain and to, to keep going, to keep going and to keep moving, to keep growing. And um, there's a very deep message in the Mishnah here is that a lot of times we go through life, we go through our challenges and we think to ourselves, you know, like, it's not fear. God, I'm being such a good boy. I'm being such a good girl. Why is this happening to me? Why are these bad things, you know, everyone in their situation, their challenge, you know, could sometimes have this thought of, 
you know, it's not fear. They'll complain about the situation again. And I'm not knocking it. It's very hard. You know, life sometimes throws us challenges, which are, are, are very challenging. And the mission is telling us here that when it, obviously it's not referring to the obligations that we have as Jewish people to do the mitzvahs, learn Torah. Rather, it's telling us, make our will God's will. That when we are faced with certain challenge, with certain adversity, we don't start complaining against God. We accept it with this recognition and realization that everything Hashem does is for the best, right? A lot of times, there's sometimes a disconnect from what we know in our mind to what we feel in our heart. You know, we're always trained and we, we know, we, we go to the sources, you know, we, we talk about how everything, Hashem created the world for a reason and we're part of this divine plan and the circumstances that Hashem put us in are the tools for us to achieve that perfection in this world to use to, to really to fulfill our potential. And we, we go over these things, but when we come to a speed bump, that's a time when we have to make the connection between our mind and our heart to take what we've learned and put it into practice. And the mission is telling us here is that that when we're faced with a challenge, we're faced with something tough, we should try to accept it and recognize that it's Hashem sending it to us. And if Hashem's sending us a challenge, it's for our benefit. And when we do this, we're going to live happier and more fulfilled lives and more content lives. Because obviously we have to do our part to, to help change the situation. If we could, we, we try to do our part. But sometimes whatever we're going to do is not necessarily going to help our situations, our challenges. And the, you just get yourself more frustrated when we, when we don't accept the reality that Hashem's in charge and He has His will and we can't overpower that. But when we live a life where we have a recognition that Hashem is in charge, there's a divine plan and we're part of that plan and it's all for our benefit, we're more happy. We're more content. I'm not saying the challenge just magically disappears, but we're able to overcome it much easier. And it's even more than that. When we live our lives in such a way, we're able to give over to those around us this message and you know this chinuch, this, this training that living life as a Torah Jew is something which you want to do. Because a lot of times, I, I saw this brought down from Rebuven Feinstein. He says that when a child asks, he starts getting a little older, she gets gets a little older, they start asking you questions, children. You know, I see myself, my kids, you know, thank God they're smart kids. They ask me questions, different things. And some questions are, are tougher than other questions. But many times a kid could ask, you know, why do bad things happen to good people, right? That's the question of humanity, right? You could see somebody who's doing what they're supposed to be doing, but yet have a hard life, right? And, um, you know, there's different answers that be, can be given to this question, but for a child, it's very hard for a child to, to think that, you know, to, to hear some of these reasons because it's so far from a child's mind to hear a reason that, you know, obviously Hashem sometimes gives punishment to the good people. So they should have total reward in the next world. And the focus of this world is for the, for the next world. It's very hard to imagine 
and to visualize things, things even for us, set aside a, a little child. But when we as parents, as people, live our lives that no matter what comes our way, it doesn't shake us. It doesn't, it doesn't make our faith change. And we're living such a happy and joyous life. What type of message does that give to our children about the life we're living? Does it give them a positive message? Or does it give them a not positive message? Of course, it's it's empowering. It's positive. It shows them this, this is a life, you know, this is, look at my parents, no matter what comes their way. Look at my friends. Look at my, my people I look up to. They, no matter what comes their way, they're not shaken. They're not moved. They live, they're so happy. So when we get to a point where we're living our lives with the will of Hashem, that we know that we're totally in Hashem's hands, we're totally in God's hands, it makes everything better. It makes everything more joyous. It makes us more content. It makes us realize the true things, the true picture of everything in this world. And um, something we should keep in mind as, as we go through the different challenges in life, that we the goal is to make Hashem, make our will Hashem's will. See, one more point on this idea, make your will God's will, is that the, you know, going back to really our first idea is that it also applies to how we treat mitzvot as well. It's not just our attitude, but even as far as the the way we spend money on mitzvot, right? If if we have to have the top of the line um car do we make sure our mitzvahs have the same quality or do we spend just as much care on 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 you know the different mitzvahs we have to make sure we have the best to fill in of the best matzos right do we make sure that our attitude is the same when it comes to our mitzvahs as as our own personal things that we should we should make our will hashem's will i mean to say is that the way we view our possessions and the way we purchase things and we use our money that should be the same way when it comes to the will of Hashem, what Hashem wants from us as well. Not to, you know, look for the cheapest thing when it comes to our uh, our esrog, but when it comes to the our, whatever we do for um, for food, we want the best, only the best. It shouldn't be like, we should live in the same way, the same way. It doesn't mean that a person has to go crazy with his esrog, but we should have the same outlook and attitude when it comes to our ruchnius, our spirituality, just as, as much as we have with our gashmius, with our material being. Now, if you look at the second part of the Mishnah, there's a flip idea over here as well. It says, It says, nullify your will in the face of his will so that he will nullify the will of others in the face of your will. And it's interesting, the Mishnah is, you would think that the Mishnah could just give us this lesson without giving us the flip side of the first part of the Mishnah. But no, the Mishnah seems to be maybe even repeating what we said on the first part of the Mishnah by telling us the opposite of it. That nullify your will so that the will of others should be nullified um, in the face of your will. And I think one idea here that Rabbi Gamliel is teaching us is that when we do what Hashem wants, we, we, what we're explaining, we, we try to make our will His will. So what comes out is that Things work out for the best. And, you know, a lot of times if, if we do what we're supposed to be doing, you know, we dive in, we pray, we, we learn, we treat people well. So things work out. And, you know, it just and, and if we do Hashem's will, we, we, we make, we get rid of the parts of us that don't want to do Hashem's will. And we, we push it aside to do what totally what Hashem wants. 
So even the other people who try to or trying to take us away from that, who want to harm us, maybe they'll be their will will be nullified in the face of Hashem's will. And there's a um, the there's a Yaivates, the Rav Yaakov Emden brings down on this Mishnah. He explains that when we serve Hashem begrudgingly, so in turn, our relationship with Hashem mirrors our own relationship with Him. If we serve Him in a way that we don't want to do it, or we, like we said, begrudgingly, so He'll provide for us begrudgingly. But if we do it as if we want to do it, meaning we do it because we really do want to do it, so then Hashem provides for us in the same way as well, doing it out of love. Just if we do serve Hashem with love, so too he, Hashem will provide for us with that love as well because our relationship mirrors the way we treat Hashem is the way that he's going to treat us, treat us back. And um, just to really give a quick thought from this Mishnah to, to close it out, is that, you know, sometimes when it comes to us davening, when we come, we pray for things, that we we ask we ask Hashem for things. We ask Hashem, please give me, you know, I need a I need something, I need this. And it's important, we should do it. But there's a certain aspect of prayer and a certain aspect of our, our relationship with Hashem where it really takes its focus from the idea in this Mishnah. That really, what do we want to do? Do we want to do what we want to do? Or we want to do what Hashem wants us to do. Right? Do we want to do we want to accomplish what we want to accomplish? Or we want to accomplish the job that Hashem has set out for us. You know, and we think about it, right? Ultimately, we want to do what Hashem set out for us to do because he knows what's best for us. You know, maybe it seems a little bit scary at times because we have in mind what we think is best. But it's important to keep in mind that there's this concept of Hashem, you know, I want to do what you want me to do. Trying to do your will. And we dive in for something, Say, Hashem, please help me fulfill your will. And we could proceed to ask for things what we think is the best for us. But we don't know ultimately. And we should always keep this idea in mind of trying to do what Hashem wants us to do. Not us trying to do what we think Hashem wants us to do. Us following Hashem's will, not Hashem following our will. Not such an easy concept to follow through on. But it's if we keep it in our mind when we dive in, when we pray, when we when we face with decisions in our life, specifically when it comes to our spirituality, it'll help us get clarity. And God willing, it'll help us get siyat dishmaya, heavenly help, to actually make the right decision. Because if we when we talk to Hashem, we tell him we want to do your will. So Hashem is going to help us do his will. So with that, I'm going to finish for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions or comments or just would like to say hello, please shoot me an email at rabbishlomakom with a K at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.